Luke chapter number 7. This is the story. We know this account of the centurion that came to Jesus and was, uh, he brought, you know, well, really the whole account is that he sent other people to Jesus to, to tell Jesus about his servant, yes. the centurion had. You know, centurion is an army officer in the Roman army in that case. But he's uh, got a servant, somebody works for him, that uh, is sick. And he sent these rulers of the synagogue, really, to Jesus to have him come and minister healing to his servant. Now, here's a, here's a Roman. He's not even a Jew. He's, but he, the Bible says the people that came to Jesus said he loves our nation. He's built us a synagogue. So he somehow or not, he, either he's a Jewish proselyte or he just, he just uh, believes in God and believes the Jews' uh, testimony of God and so forth. But anyway, he sends these men, and Jesus uh, starts, he said, I'll go and heal him. And he starts on his way, and the centurion sent word and said, no, he said, I, you don't even need to come under my roof. And, and notice here, in, this is in Luke chapter number 7, verse number 7. He said, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but I say unto, but, but say in a word. And my servant shall be healed. In other words, just say the word. Just give the word. And my servant shall be healed. For I, now here's the reason why he said this. You know, people don't just say things without a reason for saying it. Here's what he said. For I also am a man set under authority. Talking about the military. Having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, now this is the one that's sick. This one is sick. He said, do this. He said, I'll tell my servant, do this. And he doeth it. In other words, this servant was submitted to him. And so when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him. That's including all the 12 disciples. Remember who's there. He said, I say unto you, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel, including among you all. <laughs> Man, that's a low blow right there. I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returned to the house. He found the servant whole that had been sick. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. I said, glory be to God. Can we get anything out of that verse this morning, or those verses this morning? I want to, what, what, what's in my heart, and we'll just see how the Lord gives us utterance for it this morning, uh, or how, how the, which direction we're going to go, in other words, how we're going to say it. But uh, it's just, it, um, I've had the authority of the believer in my heart. You know, at the beginning of the year, we were preaching on that. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think we're preaching enough about it. And we're going to do some preaching about it this morning here. Notice this man said, or Jesus said about this man, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. There's a man that had great faith. Now, if you don't know what great faith is, right here's the story of a man who had great faith. And so Jesus said, this man had great faith. But I want you to notice some things about this story that helps us understand great faith. Great faith, number one, we could say, it just takes God at His Word. He said, just, I don't need you to come. 
I don't need you to come in, you know, pray or lay hands on the boy or cast the devil out of him. I don't need you to do anything like that. Not, now, that's, there's a place for that. But he said, all I need you to do is just say something. Just say something. And the reason, that's what I, the reason I understand that uh, is because I'm a man under authority. In other words, he's saying, when, when I'm in the military, whenever I give a command, whenever I speak a word to somebody, give a charge to somebody, I got soldiers under me, and I say, you go, you go, you know, go over there and raid that area or something. He said, they'll do it because I'm under authority. They're under my authority, and my authority is, comes from somebody higher than me. Notice he said, I am also a man under me. Uh, he said, let's look at this verse. Um, he said, I, have, I am a man set under authority, having soldiers under me. That's two different things. I am under authority, and I have soldiers under me. In other words, they listen to me because I'm not speaking on my own. I'm speaking from the authority over me. The command to go over and send those hundred soldiers over there to raid so-and-so uh, is not me talking. It's not because I got up this morning mad at that little town over there that we're going to raid. It's because headquarters sent me directions to do what I'm doing. I'm under that authority. So when I speak, it's not just me. It's I'm authorized by heaven to say what I say. And he's saying, Jesus, I know you're the same way. I know when you say a thing, you're speaking the word of God. You're speaking what you hear from your father. Remember, Jesus said that. I just say what I hear my father say. Hallelujah. So whenever you... Whenever you're speaking the Word, how many of you know the written Word of God is your authority? That authorizes you to have everything it says. Amen. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. Prove me now here. What said the Lord hosts? I'll open the window of heaven for you. And then we got the New Testament. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and so forth. So whenever you and I take that Word, believe it, act on it, say it. We have stepped into authority. Amen. I said we have stepped into authority. We have stepped in. What, what is the authority? To have what it says is a result of that. When it says, uh, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, I'll add all these things to you. Well, we have stepped in. We have, we have now been authorized to have all these things added to us. We're in authority. We can now, we can now take dominion over those things. Remember, the Bible says in James 4, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. It's not, a, it's not just to resist the devil. It's submit to God. <coughs> and that means his word. God and his word are one. So, really, when this man said, just give the word, he's wanting authorization. He said, you just speak the word. He's wanting authorization to believe he receives the healing. Are you getting that? I said he's wanting authorization. That word is his authorization. This Bible, the Word of God, is your authorization. When it says here, uh, it, talks, it talks about what's yours and, and what God's called you to do and what your assignment is and things like that. Um, that's your authorization. You don't need man's authorization. 
well, nobody will give me a break. Well, God has. And when God authorizes you, no man can stop you. And you can do what others can't do. In fact, you now can do what you couldn't do before that you tried to do. Oh, hallelujah. Now go over to Luke 14, and let's look at a couple of these passages. The, uh, the chapter here, the Luke, Luke chapter number 14 account, verse 28 and 29, this is the story of Peter walking on the water. Somebody said, well, I can just use my faith and walk on water. Not if you don't have authorization. <laughs> now you know what I mean by authorization. Not if you don't have a word. Peter answered, this is chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. Remember Jesus, they saw Jesus walking on the water. They thought he was a ghost. And uh, Jesus said, no, it's I, bid me, it's I, be not afraid. And then Peter, verse number 28, answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Somebody said, man, if I had faith, I could do that. That's right. But what authorizes you? What gives you that faith? You got to hear that word come. You got to have authorization. That's what Peter was wanting. He was wanting authorization. Can you see that? You know, there's people that in our culture that, you know, they get into, uh, uh, I don't know what the words that they use are, um, motivational speeches and, and uh, you know, learning business principles. And they teach you to be a mover and a shaker and just sort of, you know, get out there and make things happen. And there's a measure of that, I understand, that has to be a part of somebody. But yet, right on the other hand, um, when it comes to us walking in the blessings of God, it's just not our, uh, our initiative or being a mover and a shaker or self-motivating ourselves or something like that. It's, and it's not just being adventurous and sort of being a, a person that takes initiative and, and uh, you know, yes, so forth and so on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, People in our culture, they teach and preach those things. But yes. that's what that is, is the form of godliness denying the power thereof. They want to take the authority of the believer out, the name of Jesus out, the Word of God out, the redemption, through, I mean, the new birth out, the baptism of the Holy Ghost out, speaking in tongues out. They want to take all that power out, and they want to do it in their ability. You know, we're just really going to put our heads down, and we're going to really work hard, and we're going to really, you know, we're just going to shake the bushes, and we're going to make this happen. There's a measure of success you can have that way. But listen, there's a whole lot of work. God never intended that you do all that by the efforts of your power. He intended His power be involved in that. And guess what? He wants to preserve you by having the power do a lot of it. Amen. And so um, Peter here is not just being, uh, you know, being forward about this. He's waiting for authorization. He wants to get out there and, and walk on the water, but he can't do it without authorization. When Jesus said, come, that's his authorization. So yes, the spirit of faith, which we don't want to talk about this morning. The spirit of faith is adventurous. It, 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 it's chomping at the bit. You know what I'm talking about? But it doesn't operate in unauthorized ways. 
You know what I'm talking about? Just, we're just going to do this. Remember, the Bible said, don't say that we're going to go into such and such, such and such a city and buy and sell and get gain and so forth and so on. In other words, we're just going to move over here. There's a better job over here. I'm just going to do that, and, you know, because I got faith. I can do it. Not if you didn't hear from God. Amen. And he said, uh, for, there in James, I'm quoting back in James, he said, that for that you ought to say, uh, you know, if the will of the Lord is, we'll do that. Because whenever God speaks a word to you, then you can do something in faith. Amen. 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 And whenever you can do it in faith, faith, faith taps into the power of God and makes whatever you put your hand to succeed, even whenever your own hand isn't enough. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whatever's not of faith uh, is sin. What is not of faith? Something that you didn't hear God say to you. Yeah. Everything you're doing, you need to be able to go back and say, there's, the, there's when God spoke to me about that. Right there's where it was. Right there's where it was. Hallelujah. I've had young men, in fact, one of them tried, tried to start a church here in town. Uh, they've said, well, I could do what you're doing, especially in the early years. They don't say it so much anymore because most of the dumb people left. <clears throat> I could do what you're doing. I said, well, I noticed you weren't doing it before we got here. So why aren't you? And then one of them decided he was going to. <laughs> Fell flat on his face. I think his face got buried halfway under the ground, but to be honest with you, it wasn't flat on his face. And, and see, it's not a matter of I can just do something. It's a matter of what did God tell you to do? If he didn't tell you, right. no, you can't. That's right. Amen. Amen. And so the Spirit of God is, uh, is the one that directs us in these specific things. So Peter was asking really for authorization to step out in a faith endeavor. Isn't that right? Amen. And to have faith, you have to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. People, they want to sometimes just say, well, we can just use our faith. Well, did God speak to you? Now, I don't mean, I don't mean maybe an audible voice, but what about, a, was there a verse that really came alive to you? Amen. Amen. That's what faith is built on. Not just, not just the words on the page, but not, not just the logos of the, of, the, of the word, but the rhema of the word. I don't know if you know the difference. There's, there's two Greek words translated word, talking about the word of God in the New Testament. One of them's logos, which means the written word. One of them's rhema, which means the spoken word. And how many of you know that which is written was spoken? And if you meditate in it, it'll speak to you. It still has God's voice in it. But you can read it and not hear him. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. That there's, a, there's a living word, the rhema of the word, that, you know, the rhema of the word is the living word. It's the word that came alive to you. I know Matt Slamick was telling me a couple weeks ago, there's something he's believing for, and there was a part of the word that just came alive to him. I said, that's where your faith is. That's where your faith is. Stick with that. That's where your faith is. That, that's the foundation for your faith. Glory. You got to have something living in you. You got to be pregnant. You know what I'm talking about? And your baby needs to be kicking. If it's not kicking, then your, your faith is a dead faith. Amen. So, you know, people, they, 
want to launch out in faith just into any old thing that comes to their minds. And, uh, and, they, and then they ask the Lord to bless it. And the Lord's not even in it. And that's how you frustrate your faith. That's, that's the way faith becomes, uh, frustrated is a good word, but that's also uh, another way I might say it is that's how you become limited. You're, you're always trying to do something in your own efforts. Uh, there's an area of your life that the power of God is going to labor in. Amen. And, and your job is not to labor in another direction, but labor with that power. Labor with that. In other words, mix your faith with that. I could try to mix my faith with being a businessman. Ah, well, praise God. The Bible says whatever I put my hand to will prosper. So I'm just going to put my hand to this. I'm going to be a businessman. And I would be laboring against what's laboring in me. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. Amen. That's, good. That's just me. Now, some of you, you know, the, the reverse would be true. You could try to be a pastor, and it's not laboring in you to be a pastor. It's laboring in you to be in business. So it's not, well, well, well how do I know? You got to hear. You got to hear. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm telling you, once you hear, latch on to it. Well, how long do I latch on to it? Well, just as long as it takes. My pastor back in Tulsa used to preach a sermon because back in Tulsa, you know, in Oklahoma, there was a lot of rodeos. And one of the things in the rodeo is the bull ride. How many of you remember? You got you to sit on that bull for eight seconds. And he preached a sermon, Pastor Hagin preached a sermon, this ain't no eight-second ride. You just got to wrap. Yeah, you see some of those guys, they wrap that rope. I mean, it's actually dangerous. You got to be able to let go in case that thing's, you're hanging down beside it and it's kicking your head, you know. You got to let go. But, but uh, they wrap themselves in there and they're intent to hold on for eight seconds. Well, whenever it comes to you, you eight seconds might not be enough. You just hang, you just keep on hanging on. Hold on to what? Hold on to that word. Hold on to what he said. Hallelujah. So don't just launch out into any old thing that's in your mind. Ask the Lord if he's in it. Amen. And if he's in it and you're out there in it, he's out there with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, make sure it's him bidding you come. Make sure it's not just you setting goals. Oh, what if it's goals in line with what he said? Well, that's good. That's good in line with what he said. Because how many of you know we walk in the steps of that faith? And so if God's giving you a direction and you start going that direction, you can, you can do intermediate goals, taking steps. That's scriptural. Because you know how you eat an elephant, right? Some of you are going to remember that. One bite at a time. Hallelujah. Someone asked Brother Hagin one time, they said, what's the key to your success? He said, well, number one, based on my ministry on the Word. Number one, of course, obviously. But he said, number two, uh, only do those things that the Lord's in. He would always say, Psalm 127, one, less the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. And so he would always say, I just do, I just stay in my lane, in other words. I just basically, I do what I'm called to do. You know, I get, you, you, you've been at times like this in your life, maybe different such, settings, situations, but I get around other ministers, and so many of them are, 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 you know, graced in certain areas, or they're laboring in certain directions, or operating in certain calls and offices and different things. Yes. And if you're not careful, yeah. you, you think, well, man, I, I, maybe I ought to, maybe, I don't, I don't do that much anymore. I'm talking about it. Young people do that. Yeah. 
Maybe I should be, you know, going this direction or that direction. Did the Lord speak to you about that? Or is that you're just hearing what God said to them? That's dangerous trying to do what God said to somebody else because faith, there is no such thing as secondhand faith or hand-me-down faith. What did God say to you to do? What did he tell you to do? Amen. So, um, some of you will come to the service in a minute and we'll really get started here. So, so uh, but Luke 8, go over there to Luke 8, 22. It came to pass on a certain day as he was in the, uh, he went into a ship with his disciples that he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. You need to mark that verse. They didn't just launch forth. They waited for direction. They, they waited for what he said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. He told them which direction to launch in. Can you see that? There's a lot of Christians that are just presuming to do something and just launching out. They don't know the Word of God. They have no word for it, so they can't do it in faith. Nothing stood up on the inside of them. Nothing spoke to them. God didn't, uh, they didn't hear God talking to them to do what they're doing. Now, Numbers 14, I want you to look at this. Um, go over to Numbers 14, verses 44 and 45. While you're going there, I'll mention this. You remember in the previous parts, well, chapter 13 and then the previous part of chapter 14, the children of Israel had been up, they'd come up to Kadesh Barnea at the edge of Canaan's land, and God had said, uh, go in and possess it. So they're up there at the edge of it to go in and possess it. And Moses sent in 12 spies, remember, to spy out the land. And 10 of them came back with an evil report. Two of them came back with a good report. I mean, excuse me, the other way around. 10 of them came back with an evil report. Uh, two of them came back with a good report. And the Bible said, you know, that the 10 stirred up the congregation in unbelief, and they're, they're in unbelief, and they're saying, we can't do it, and so forth and so on. And you remember Joshua and Caleb said, we're well able to go up and possess it. Um, and so they complained. They got an unbelief. And God, if you read the previous verses before verses 44 and 45 here in Numbers 14, you'll see God had said to them, all right, all right, uh, I'm, you're not going into the land. He really got perturbed. You read the New Testament, and he said he, he was perturbed with them. They grieved him. Uh, God can get upset. <laughs> he can say, okay, I've had enough of that. And so uh, he's, he's, he's perturbed with them here. And he said, okay, doubtless, you're not going into the land. Exactly what you said to me. Because remember they had said to Moses, you brought us out here to die in the wilderness. He said, exactly what you said to me, what you said in my ears, that's what's going to happen to you. How many of you know it? it's important what we say? They weren't even in prayer when they said it. We, he hears us when we pray, but he hears us all day long. You can't go pray one thing and then go out on the job or go out to the kitchen table and talk to your wife and, and talk against it. Amen. You, you'll have, the Bible said, believe you receive them when you pray. Believe you receive them and you'll have them. You'll have what you believe you receive in prayer, but you have to say the same thing you said in, you said in prayer. Amen. You can't say one thing in prayer and say something else all day long. This is good practical teaching on faith. So they said some things, and God said, I heard it. And he said, you're not going in. He said, everybody 20 years old and older 
well, above 20 years, they're all going to die in the wilderness. He said, you were in there spying the land for 40 days. He said, for every day they were in there spying the land, you're going to spend a year out in the wilderness. It's a tenfold return. No, that's more than a tenfold return. That's a multiplied return. So, now look at Numbers 14, 44, and 45. They presume, okay, let me, well, I'm not ready to read that yet. The Bible said that, that Moses announced to them what God had said. You're, gonna, you're not going in. He said, you're going to die out here in the wilderness, everybody 20 years old and up. And he said, uh, the next generation, will go, they'll, they'll go in. Well, the Bible said God, God told Moses to say that to them. They, he went and said it, and they all started crying. And they, they, now, it's interesting. People are fickle. When God was with them and God was saying, go up, they said, we can't. Then they, they, he said, okay, you're going to die in the wilderness. And they said, uh, okay, we're going to go up. So when, when God was with them, they said they couldn't. Whenever God wasn't with them, they said they could. That's a bunch of heathens. Look at here. Look at that, verse number 44. But they presumed to go up into the hill. Now, this is after the story I just told where they, <laughs> they got the message that they're going to die in the wilderness. And they said, no, 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 we're going to change our mind. We're going to go up now. In other words, okay, we changed our mind. We're, we're, not, going to, we're not going to die right in the wilderness. God already said they were. But they presumed to go up to the hill. Nevertheless, the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. So God's presence didn't go with them. And the leadership didn't go with them. They're just departing to do it themselves. Departed not out of the camp. Then the Amalekites came down and the Canaanites, which dwelled by in that hill, and smote them and disconfitted them even unto Hormah. So they presumed to do something. Notice that word presumed. They presumed to go up. They presumed to go into the battle. And God had already said he wasn't in it. And they failed. Come on. Come on. That's how you fail. I'm talking to you this morning about how to succeed. Amen. Praise God. How to succeed. Number one, you've got to be authorized to do what you're doing. Number two, you've got to have a spirit of faith about it. Israel was authorized, but they didn't have a spirit of faith. And God said, all right, forget it. Right? In other words, the authorization was withdrawn. To that generation. Yeah. And so hearing God speak to you is your authorization to succeed at something. Yeah. Not just your decision to do it. Right, right. That's good. I said, not just your decision yeah. to do it. Yeah. I'm talking about how to really succeed. Yes, people, people stumble around and have a little success, make a little something out of life. But I'm talking about how to really succeed. All greatness is in the plan of God. All greatness is in what God told you to do. That's where great things come. That's where life becomes great, and your life really counts. So hearing God speak authorizes you to succeed at something, um, but not just because you decided, but you, have to, you actually have to hear God. Amen? That, that's true about, uh, you know, whatever you do. That's true about people that try to go into the ministry. People say, well, I'm going to pastor a church. Oh, you are. Well, well you, better, you better hear from God. Amen. I'm going to go on the mission field. Okay, you better really, you better hear from God twice on that one. <laughs> that, that's a little unbelief there, but I'm talking about you better make sure is what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So um, his blessing and power backs up what he says. Because when he says something, that authorizes you to do it. I don't know if that makes sense. When he says something, he's opening a door to you. Which previously was not open. What do I mean a door? In other words, he's giving you an invitation to come into something, an opportunity that previously the door was not open. Now, Jesus is the door to the Father. The Bible said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. Remember, Jesus said, I'm the door. He's the way to God. And that is open for every man. But yet, right on the other hand, he is, he is still the same one in Revelation 3 that says, I open doors that no man can shut, and I shut doors that no man can open. So as we walk through the door, Jesus, to the Father, which is always open, and when he speaks to us, about and our fellowship with him about something he has for us that's a door inside that door and he's saying you remember the bible said he puts all of us in the body as it pleases him and in the place where we are in him there are additional doors does that make sense and uh he might open a door to you that he doesn't open to me and open a door to me doesn't open to you now, we all have the door open to the Father. Jesus is the door to the Father. But I'm not talking about the door to the Father. I'm talking about the door into opportunities in His work. Oh, come on now. And, uh, and He opens that to you by speaking to you. That's what I'm saying. Whenever He speaks, that's authorization. It's like whenever He speaks, He gave you the authority to go through that door. Hallelujah. He's inviting you into territory to possess it. It could be territory in the anointing, territory in the graces to serve in the body of Christ, territory in favor, territory in, uh, you know, like whenever God spoke to me about uh, going to Kansas City. I'll never forget it. Well, that wasn't that time. It was the next time I was down in Kansas City. I think it was the next time I was down in Kansas City. It seems like when I go to Kansas City, he starts talking to me. Uh, there's a lot to that, but... When you're in the place God said, then he starts talking to you. Amen. So, uh, but I, the second time I was down there, I, we went down there and spent, I don't remember what we were doing down there. I forget what we were doing down there that time. But anyway, maybe just down there to pray. And I, I never forget, uh, uh, late, we got in, you know, not real late, but got late enough, in late enough to just kind of get everything together and go to bed. And, uh, well, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and God started talking to me. He said, I've, well, I got it right here. I'll just, I'll just share some of it. I just got some of it right here. He said, uh, by speaking to you that there's a further plan for your ministry here, I authorize you to succeed in Lee's Summit. God, man didn't call you or place you here. You were sent here by the commandment of God. Amen. Amen. You now have a part to play, a part in the plan of God here. I have an assignment, you, or you have an assignment here. You are authorized to bring your part to God's plan here. You are to come with all your giftings, all your anointings, all your faith, all your authority, all my love for my people. And you are to take your place. Amen. Amen. You have come not to do your will, but the will of him that sent yes. you. Amen. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man didn't call you, man didn't anoint you or put you here. I, the head of the church, authorized you and sent you here. I called you and assigned you to bring your supply to this city. You now have a measure to reach this far. You are now walking that authority and that measure, no man forbidding you. And there's a lot more to it that I, I don't won't get into all of it. And that's, that sounds a lot like whenever he spoke to me way back in 2001 about some things in ministry. Okay, you know, not everybody likes what he, where he puts you or, or the place he's called you. Not everybody, not everybody, including your mother-in-law. She doesn't always like. No, I'm not implying my mother-in-law. Somebody near here needed to hear that. I got a good mother-in-law. But some mother-in-laws are cranky. Ain't nobody as good enough for my girl. Oh, oh, come so on. nothing you can do is really, it really tickles her fancy. She doesn't think you're good enough. And so, you know, you, you, you get called to something and she doesn't like it. Tell your neighbor, he's preaching pretty good this morning. But it wasn't your mother-in-law that called you. That authorized you to stand in that place. It wasn't even you that called yourself. He didn't ask your mother-in-law's permission. He didn't ask your wife's permission. He didn't, he didn't even ask your permission. He didn't say, would this be all right to you whenever he called you or signs you? No, he just said, this is your place. Walk in it. <laughs> that's an authorization. When he spoke to you, that's an authorization. Ah, some of you get excited when I get this notebook out. <laughs> <laughs> this was back in 2000, whenever he was 2001, excuse me, when he was talking to me about some things. He said, man, <laughs> I read this sometimes, I just get thrilled. Man didn't give you your ministry. Jesus Christ, the head of the church, gave you your ministry. Man doesn't authorize you to stand in it. The anointing of Jesus authorizes you to stand in it. I set you in the body as it pleased me, according to my will. I didn't ask. Uh, 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 I didn't ask you if it pleased you. And I noticed he didn't. He just assigned me. Amen. You're in the military. You get assigned. This here's your answer. Yes, sir. It's not. I don't want to do that. I didn't ask you if it pleased you. Whether it's your pleasure or not isn't what, this, this, is, this is the Lord talking to me about other people. Whether, it's their play, whether they're pleased or not isn't what authorizes you to stand in this office. God sets people in the body as it pleases Him. You know why we're where we are? You know why you're where you are? I'm where I am. All oh, you're where you are. Because it pleased Him. What well, doesn't please me? I want some more sunshine in the wintertime. AWOL, AWOL. Absent without leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said some things here. Let's just keep reading. How many of you want to keep reading here? Um, 
whether you approve or not, Jesus set me in the church as it pleased him. He's the author of my calling, and if he authored it, he will author he has authorized it and authorized me to operate in it. Hallelujah. Your ministry only has authority if it's been authorized by heaven. Glory. You'll not succeed or prosper if you just kind of just decide, I'm going to do something in the body of Christ. Well, well, God assigned me here. I, <laughs> sometimes I get amazed. Um, so I, I've had people come up to me, multitudes actually, <laughs> come up to me. The Lord spoke to me. This is my church. I'm supposed to, he just, I mean, people, I remember people sitting right here in this third row, and the Lord spoke audibly to them. Yes, move over because we don't want to be you. <laughs> The Lord spoke audibly to them right there. Nobody else heard it, but they heard it. What they were supposed to do, where their place was in the body of Christ. And they did it. They stayed faithful for a whole year and a half. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Tell your neighbor, this is good preaching this morning. So wherever he's assigned you, Wherever he, that, that he's opened a door. And there's where your prosperity is. There's where your success is. Not every, it's not for, here for everybody. You understand that. But wherever in the body of Christ, God set people. Praise the Lord. So um, God offers people things, but they have to take it. Now go over to Deuteronomy chapter number 2. Well... I won't, I won't take the time. You can just read it there if you've already turned there, but you can write down verse number 24, 224. God said to Israel, Rise up, take your journey, and pass over this river Arnon. Behold, I have given unto thee thy hand Shihon, uh, the Amorite, king of the Heshbon, king Heshbon, and his, man, a lot of names in here. I wouldn't name my kids. Um, <laughs> and begin to possess it. Heshbon. Sihon, Arnon, but go in to possess it. Somebody needs to drive those guys out just so that name doesn't get propagated. <laughs> Begin to possess it. Begin to possess it. Hallelujah. In other words, God giving it doesn't equal us walking in it. So what we're talking about is God speaking and authorizing you to walk in something, but that doesn't equal you walking in it. Amen. We've got to perform the act of receiving. We've got to do the possessing. We've got to take steps. 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 Have you taken any steps this week? Hallelujah. So Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. When, when it, what does it mean, author? If he authored it, he authorizes you to walk in that. He authorized you to succeed. And so he'll lead you into faith journeys or faith steps or faith uh, projects. He'll lead you into them. And how good you are at taking those steps is how good you are take, taking authority, taking dominion over See, whatever God's called you to do, there's a supply to do that. 
There's, there's all that you need, all the wisdom, all the divine connections, all the finances, uh, you know, everything Amen. that you need. But if you don't take steps, you're not taking authority over those things. Begin, notice that term, begin to possess it. That sounds like a process. Begin to do this. It sounds like, it's not, it doesn't sound like just do this all in one day. Just take, and you're just automatically there. Amen. Anybody interested? So uh, to get all that God has for you, you have to follow him in these steps. Steps of faith. Say steps of faith. You know, the Bible says Caleb, this is in the uh, 14th chapter also of Numbers, verse number 24, because he just told them, you know, you're all going to die in the wilderness. And he said, except my servant Caleb, my servant Caleb, he has another spirit with him. He has another spirit with him. He has another spirit with him. And he has, here's what it says, he has followed me fully. In other words, all of the other people doubted what God said and didn't take steps. Caleb believed what God said and would refuse. He refused to back off of what God said and followed all out fully, 100% all in doing what God said. Popular or not popular. People doing that or people doing something else. He followed fully. That's the spirit of faith. I said, that's the spirit of faith. It won't draw back. The spirit of faith won't draw back because, man, it was a long time, God, a long time ago God said that. It doesn't matter if it was a long time ago. It's still valid. Still valid. Still, still, still the plan. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so it won't draw back because of opposition. It won't draw back because uh, whatever, something, you know, somebody else doesn't like it or somebody else starts doing something else. The spirit of faith just stays with what God said. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, there's a, there, notice this word God said that he followed me fully. The word fully in the Hebrew is used, uh, there's, a, there's another way it's translated. It means abundance. And that speaks of what a person has in their heart. When they follow God fully, they follow him with all their heart. Well, I'm going to do that, but I got things I like to do, and I got things over here that I'm interested in, and you know, no, do fully, fully, all in. That's right. All in. The plan's first. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about how to walk in authority over something. And so uh, he followed fully. That speaks of what a person has in their heart, first of all. But second of all, it speaks of the result of following fully. A full following gets you into full abundance. Amen. Praise God. People that follow all in, they get it all. People that are half-hearted, you know, somebody recently. I mean, I, I, this is just one of, of a thousand in the last number of years. They, they just kind of play with the things of God. And, and heartache after heartache after heartache. That's not the way to live. You got to just go all in, all out. Both barrels loaded. I mean, full-throated, all, 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 
doesn't matter whatever. Well, this person, I used to have friendships with this person, this person, and they don't want to follow God. What's that got to do with you? What's that got to do with you? Nothing to do with you. Amen. I've had, I don't know how many people, thousands, I guess, come into my life and out of my life. Into my life and out of my life. Well, I must be doing something wrong. That doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. Follow him fully. Not everybody wants to do that. So, praise the Lord. Let's go back to this area of word, the word is your authorization. Go over to Luke chapter number 5. This is the story of um, Jesus using Peter's boat to fish. Uh, and, I mean, he, they were fishing, but he's using it for preaching now. Um, but Luke 5, verse 4 through 6, remember Jesus, uh, they had been out fishing, and they were up against the dock or, you know, up against the water, uh, or the edge of the water, I should say, uh, cleaning their nets. They had fished all night, and the Bible said they had caught nothing. Jesus is preaching, and the crowd's pushing against him. He wants to get up away from the crowd. So uh, he, gets, he asks Peter to use his boat. So he preaches from the boat, and, and he's done preaching. And then he says, look here in verse number 4, Luke 5, verse number 4. When he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a, we might say, a big catch. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. That, oh, my goodness. That changes everything. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. And you read the story. They couldn't get it all in the net. They called to their partners, and they couldn't even get them on their boats. And later it says, Jesus, it says that Peter fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Depart from me. Why his knees? Because his feet are covered in fish. <laughs> Amen. Now notice this. Something that hadn't been working started working. Even when it wasn't supposed to work. It wasn't supposed to work in the daytime. But it started working. Why? Because he had a word. He had a... Uh, he. he Nevertheless, at thy word. You could say, nevertheless, now that I'm authorized. You could say that. Now that I'm authorized. Because I got a word on it. I got a word on it. Miracles come out of faith in a word. Well, I've done that seven times and it didn't work. But you got a word on it. When you get a word on it. When, you, when something in the word of God jumps off the pages at you and, and, and speaks to you. Now you can do it. You, even though you tried it seven times and couldn't do it, now you can do it. Because that word is an authorization. And that word also has power. No word from God is uh, uh, void of power or impossible of fulfillment. The Amplified says, the angel said to Mary, that power is in the word. The power is in the word. And so is the authorization. You're authorized once you got God's Word. His Word is your authorization. It's your Word. His Word is your authorization to believe it, and then your faith is His authorization to perform it. Praise God. Does that make any sense? 
Your faith is an authorization. Amen. You are authorized to direct the power of God. Amen. God moves on authority. That just simply means He moves where He's authorized to move. Hallelujah. So, um, God, go, go over to 2 Thessalonians 1 11. 2 Thessalonians 1 11. I haven't preached on this for a long time. This verse, I mean. 2 Thessalonians. We, we used to preach on this all the time. Second Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.11 King James is not very clear. So um, I did a long study on this. Let's look at verse number 11. Wherefore also we pray always for you that God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness and, you could say fulfill, the work of faith with power. That doesn't, that's not very clear in the King James. But basically he's saying, the word, let, well let me back up. The word fulfill there, fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith. Fulfill the work of, you could say, he's, he's, he's believing that God will fulfill two things, including the work of your faith with power. The word fulfill doesn't mean just uh, for, you know, fulfill something, do something, although that does mean that. But, but the main meaning of it is actually to fill, to fill. And so if you read it that way, he, he's going to fill the work of your faith with power. In other words, the work, what is work? Actions. Actions. When you mix actions with your faith, you start taking steps of faith, He fills that with His power. Can you see that? No, I, I, I went through that very quickly. I could take you into all the Greek and, and, and you know, get deep into the Greek roots. And you could have a Greek salad this morning. <laughs> Some of you didn't get that. Somebody laugh. Somebody laugh. Please laugh. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> Roots, salad, get it? Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um, that's, that's what he's saying. You have, whenever you act on the Word of God, you, that's you authorizing the power to work for you in that area. Are you getting that? Yeah. That's, that's not God deciding, I'm going to manifest my power in this area of your life. And that's not Him deciding that. That's you assigning the power to that area of your life. Oh, yeah. that's good. You're authorized to do that. Yeah. You're authorized not to wait for God to do something. You're authorized to initiate some things happening. That's what the Word of God has given you to do, to mix faith with it and start acting on it so that He can, he can fill that, those actions of faith with His power. <laughs> Rather than waiting for the power to do something, you just bring it down on that situation by acts of faith, acts of faith. 
that's you taking authority over what's happening in that area of your life. Oh, glory. I said, oh, glory. You have the authority to exercise the power of God. In other words, God goes where faith puts him. The power of God works for in the area that you manifest it by re releasing acts of faith. Well, I'm just waiting on God. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith doesn't sit by and sing, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. The spirit of faith gets up and acts on what God said and brings the power into manifestation. Hallelujah. In other words, it's just not sitting around waiting for something to happen. It actually gets up and makes something happen. <laughs> now, people hear that without what we just preached about, you know, you got to hear from God. And they, they try to just make something happen in a direction God's not telling them to go. That doesn't work either. But you understand, once you've heard from God, you're no longer waiting on God. I said, you're no longer waiting on God. God is waiting on your action of faith. My, 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 my. I get such unction to preach this. Some are doing something about it. A lot of people didn't say amen because they don't know for sure if it's them. Hallelujah. When you start acting on a word, acting on what God said, start acting on the, the things that the Spirit of God reveals to you, you start taking those steps, you now are bringing the power of God into manifestation. That's you doing that, not God. That's you doing that. That's you. You're authorized to do that. And now you might not even have been able to make it work in the past, but now you have the authority to make it work. Hallelujah. You're doing it at a word. Peter had been doing it without a word and getting nowhere. He got a word and turned over and did the exact same thing, even in worse. The, the timing was worse than when he was doing it before. But it worked because he was authorized. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 What you couldn't do in the past because you didn't do it at His Word, uh, now you have a Word and you can do it. Praise God. It's the Word that authorizes you to do something. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have the authority to take dominion where, where I uh, am assigned. If God called me and assigned me, I have authority there. Amen. Uh, and uh, that's, that's true about your assignment because it's not actually, uh, I don't, there, there's, there's, maybe we're splitting theological hairs here, but the assignment, it, what, what, what gives you the authority in that assignment is God spoke to you to be there. Does that make sense? In other words, it's not because, well, he, he's able to pastor in Cedar Rapids because he's a pastor. Well, it's because God spoke. You know what I'm talking about? That authorizes me to succeed. What about you? What did he say to you? That authorizes you to succeed and what he's told you to do. Praise the Lord. So without the word, and let me say this, without the word coming, and also I'll mix this with it, without you meditating on that word regularly, it, it, it keeps the power inactive. So you've got to keep it alive. Hallelujah. 
Um, some of you need to stop asking the ground in front of you for permission to walk on it. We got such tentative people in Cedar Rapids. I'm just telling you. They're not used to making life happen. Amen. They're sort of waiting for something to happen. That's why I get such a to preach this. And some of you get so mad that I keep saying it. I love you more than you love yourself. I want to see you succeed. I want to see, I want to see some real, real demonstrations in eastern Iowa of the power of God. Lives that cannot be explained any other way than they acted on a word. They got a word and they started acting on it. Praise God. Romans 4, 16 through 21, it talks about Abraham and his faith. And it talks about uh, God, God had said, I have made thee a father of many nations. You remember that? That's his authorization. I said, that's his authorization. He's now authorized to become a father of many nations. But he said, I have made thee a father of many nations. And then later it says, he, he spoke these things so that he might become the father of many nations. So what we're seeing then is that just because God said he made you something doesn't mean that automatically you become it. God made Brother Justin a pilot from the foundation of the world. See, that was weak because some of you don't even know. I said, God made Justin Reddick a pilot from the foundation of the world. That was his plan. But for years, he was not being, being a pilot. And he was out in California with us, and he, he, he saw, <laughs> God spoke to him, and, and he, <laughs> he can tell you better than I can, but he, he, he said, the Lord said to him, don't miss the plane. <laughs> and he knew instantly what it was. He had had an interest in it as a child. But see, you can, God can start stirring something in you as a child, and you can get away from it. But he got a word. He got a word. And now he's becoming what God had made him from the foundation of the world. Praise the Lord. But see, you don't become just because God made you something. You become because you mix faith in with, with what he made you. Okay, now some of you are getting it. Uh, heavenly authorization doesn't equal, equal your manifestation. Whew. Rough crowd this morning. I said, heavenly authorization does not equal your manifestation. Heavenly authorization does not equal you it coming to pass in your life. You got to do something for it to come to pass. I love something. I think it was Bill, Dr. Bill Winston said this week. He said, sometimes work is worship. In other words, you're getting busy doing what he told you to do. That's worship towards God. Don't come and sit in the church and think that's worship and don't do what he told you to do. That's worship in church, but it's worship to do what he told you to do. Glory to God. Manifestation is the result of the spirit of faith, believing against all appearances, all experiences. All physical realities, all doubters, all people that said you can't do it, all people that say, well, this is Iowa, that doesn't work here, all people that blah, 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 blah. 
Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Come on, tell somebody, this is right where God wants me, and we're going to succeed right here. Glory be to God. Said, glory be to God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, um, there's, there's uh, some things we could get into. I don't know if now's the time. We're about out of time. But um, concerning, concerning well, just, let's, just look at, let's just kind of look at it briefly, and then we'll close. Go over with me to... Uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, chapter number 10. Hallelujah. While you're going there, I'll just say this. Hebrews 11, you're going to 2 Corinthians, but Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29 said, By faith Israel passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. You look up the word of saying, attempt, other translations will say attempting. In other words, they tried to do the same thing. You know what I'm talking about? Why, did, why could Israel do it and the Egyptians tried it and it didn't work? Because God told Israel to, to, go, to go in. He didn't tell Egypt to go in. You understand? What God tells somebody else is not your assignment. So, you know, some people wonder about some of these things. You know, they, they, they kind of see one person succeeding and another don't. Um, but the place of deliverance for one man can become the grave of another man. Because Israel went through and lived. Egypt went through and died. The armies, you know, the armies of Egypt. They went through it. Now, they, that became their grave. It was Israel's place of deliverance, but was the ending place of the Egyptians. And people wonder about some of these things. They wonder, wonder, why did this person succeed and that person didn't? Well, probably because God told one of them to do it, and they mixed their faith with it. Somebody else, he didn't tell them to do it. They're just imitating somebody else. That's just assuming you can do what somebody else can do whenever God gave them a word and he told you, don't, don't, don't. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, these things, I think sometimes we need to maybe make it a little more clear it's dangerous to try to imitate another man's leading really quite dangerous um, don't try to do what God tells somebody else to do don't try to intrude into uh, realms of authority realms of assignment realms of anointing that talks about it here you went there to 2 Corinthians right 10, 10 13 through 16 talks about this Paul's talking here about let's just start in verse 13 we will not boast of things without our measure, outside of our measure. Underline that, our measure. But according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us. There's a whole lot there. The measure of the rule which God has distributed. You might want to underline measure, rule, distributed. A measure, underline that, to reach even unto you. See, that's what the Lord had said to me. You now have a measure to reach to, to leave someone. Amen. Amen. We stretch not ourselves beyond our measure. Underline our measure. For though we reach not unto, uh, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as uh, you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. Look at the next verse. Not boasting of things without our measure. That means beyond our measure. Underline that. See, there's every one of us have a, a measure of our, to our assignment. 
So he said, we're not trying to get beyond our assignment. That is in other men's labors, but having hope that when your faith is increased, we shall be enlarged by you according to the, our rule. In other words, still within our rule. I'll, I'll define some of these things in a minute. Underline according to our rule. Abundantly to preach the gospel in regions beyond you and not to boast of other man's line of things uh, made ready to our hand. Now, the Amplified in the verse 13 there, it says, rather than the, uh, the uh, how it says it there, it says in the Amplified, the limits of our commission. Every person's assignment, every person's uh, place in the body of Christ has a realm or a territory of authority. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every person's assignment has limits to it. Yep. Yep. If you read 1 Timothy 1.1, 1, 1, Paul said, I am an apostle by the commandment of God. He didn't wake up one morning and said, I'm going to put that on my business card. I think, that'd be, I think that would look real authoritative. <laughs> he said, <laughs> people are crazy these days. I don't think half the churches, probably, probably less than that, that are out there preaching ought to be, even be people in the pulpit. I can say that because I've been around a few years, and I've also been in a lot of places. And I, I concur with what Brother Hagin said. Come on, come on. He said half these pastors aren't even pastors. Wow. It's the truth. Yeah. Yes. So um, whenever God speaks to a man, whenever he, assi- he says something to him, that gives him a realm of authority. Yes. Those words, the words that God spoke. I'm almost done here. The words that God spoke about your, your assignment. Yeah. Remember, like, I'm just using an illustration in my life. I can't speak for your life. I don't, I don't know what all God said to you. But whenever God said to us, there's a further plan for your ministry here. That gave us a realm in which we are authorized to function, to operate, to move with the Holy Ghost, and to raise up strong Church, a, ch- a strong church yes, sir. Yes, sir. to the glory of God. Yes. We're authorized to pastor yes. in that city. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. No matter who likes it or who doesn't like it. Yes, <laughs> Amen. You got to be that way. Um, you know, well, you know, you don't want to brag. You don't wanna brag. That's not about bragging. That's magnifying your office. You got to know how to take your place. A lot of people don't know how to take their place. So when God says something like that, to be honest with you, how many of you know the devil? Whenever God calls you, assigns you to something, I'm just using my life, but there's things in your life that God's spoken to you about. It could be about business. It could be about other things. Um, But whenever he says something like that, the devil doesn't go, oh, (laughs) I'm so glad. No, he doesn't congratulate you. That marks you. Don't talk like that, Pastor. I'm just telling you the truth. You got you to you grow up now. Put on your big boy pants. Get your binky out of your, ha- your mouth and your blankie. Throw it away and go ahead and start coming into the plan. So that marks you. And whenever, whenever God assigns you to something, the devil doesn't congratulate you. That, the Bible says by, by doors into these things, there's, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. He says there are adversaries. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Well, you better be ready for it. No, we have victory over these things. But when he does that, the devil doesn't congratulate you. So whenever, whenever that comes against you, what are you going to do? Well, I guess we miss God. 
No. Those, that, that when God speaks to you, that's something, that, that, those words, that whenever he spoke to you. That, that's why you need to write them down. Capture these things. Don't let them get past you. When he speaks to you about something, number one, it won't always appear like it's so. And number two, not everybody's going to be happy. Number three, the devil's going to oppose that. And you're going to have all kinds of thoughts, fears, doubts, worries, anxieties. How long a list do you want to go? But th- those things are going to come against you. And you, that, that, when God spoke to you, that's a weapon. Those words are a weapon. The Bible said to war good warfare with the prophecies which were given to you. That just means what the Spirit said. A lot of people are backing out of things God said because of opposition. Whenever, if they would take, that, take what God said, that's a weapon. The Bible talks about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What did the Spirit say? What did the Spirit? Now, the Word of God is the written Word of God, but it's also what the Spirit of God says to you from the Word of God or in line with the Word of God or in line with your calling. And so whenever that happens, that's a weapon. Your job is to get good at warring a good warfare with that weapon. Take what, what he said and back the doubt off. Back the devil off. Walk in your authority. Because that word authorized you. Oh, I'm having a good, good service. So what he spoke to you is a weapon you can use against all this opposition, all the fear, all, you know, whatever tries to shut it down, lack, you know, whatever tries to shut it down. You can stand there and say, no, no, you can't do it, Mr. Devil. And you take that which God said, and you, you come against what the enemy's trying to stop you. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Look at this. We'll wrap this up with this. Notice here what it says according to this. Uh, here in verse 13, I think it is. I didn't write the check, the verses on each one of these. But uh, notice, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us. The measure of the rule. Listen to this. The word rule in the, in the Greek means a boundary, a sphere of activity, a definitely bounded or fixed space within the limits with uh, within the limits of which one's power or influence is confined. Like a mayor, he's he's got authority in a realm of authority in, in, within a geographical area. Amen. Different different offices have different realms of authority. Isn't that right? That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the rule, the measure of the rule. He's talking about the realm of authority we have. Well, don't we all have the authority of the believer? Yes. But there's realms of authority within that that have to do with what God told you to do. I'm not authorized to be a businessman in Cedar Rapids, except the Lord spoke to us about a daycare. Yes, sir. Right? That authorized us. Yes. Yes. Amen. And we walked into that authority. Yes. But I'm not authorized to do some, a lot of other things. Yes, right? right? Yes, so that we don't have that uh, authorization because God didn't speak. I've asked him many times. I've had many opportunities. Yes, I keep saying, Lord, let me show them. Right. Let me demonstrate it. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. I'm, talking to, I'm talking to him about you. I've had opportunities to buy multi-million dollar businesses. 
And I, 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 Todd knows about one of them. I asked God over and over again, Lord, let me just show them. Let me just show them. He wouldn't let me. Not to my authorization. Amen. Amen. But there's, there needs to be some demonstration in yes, Eastern sir. Iowa. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Who's going to give the first million at Spirit of Faith Family Church? Wee! Glory. Hallelujah. Some of you have assignment on, on you to do that. Many of you have told us about it. Well, I'm called to fund the body of Christ. Well, you better get with it. You're not getting younger. Amen. You're going to wait till you're 97, or what are you going to do? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he loves us. That's why he's saying that. Amen. Glory. That's your, if God said that to you, and that's what you have in your heart, that's your realm of authority. You're authorized yes, that's right. to be a funder of the gospel. Amen. You're authorized to do it as big as your faith will reach for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. These are distributions by God, yes. not man. Yes. But whatever you're authorized to do, you have a grace on you to do, and it's laboring in that area of your life. Yes. Learn to labor with it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Notice here he said, you can stand up with me, but notice here he said uh, in verse 13 again, he's talking about uh, the measure to reach even unto you. Say that out loud, the measure to reach. The measure to reach. In other words, then he said this, he said, not stretching ourselves beyond our measure. Not stretching beyond our measure, but reaching within our measure. Do you see that? Some people want to, that's where we talk about the measure of faith, but there's also measure of authority. I don't know if that makes sense to you. There's, there's, only, there's limits to your territory. And wherever that territory is, you need to rule big. You need to be the dominant force in that. Hallelujah. 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 Don't get an appetite for somebody else's measure. Don't get an appetite for what God's called somebody else to do. You just, you just bloom where God planted you. You just, you just exercise dominion in the realm God's called you to exercise dominion. Praise God. God has, distri has distributed to the body of Christ graces and assignments and, and equipment. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, things that enable you to do what you're called to do. And uh, you need to become skilled with that. And skilled with the authority. Take that word that God gave you and just digest it, chew it, and, 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 and uh, ruminate on it. <laughs> That's another word for chewing the cud. <laughs> Amen. I mean, get it just so, get it so clear within your spirit what your assignment is feed your faith along that line do you feed your faith along the line of your grace you should be feeding your faith along the line of your grace 
when God kept, when he would speak to me with authority, like whenever we went to Kansas City and, and he spoke to me about, I've authorized you to be here and so forth. And whenever he spoke earlier in 2001 about some things, he spoke, he spoke with such strength and such authority. What was he doing? He was endeavoring to build a spirit of faith inside of me. And don't ask the ground in front of you. Don't ask the ground in this territory for permission to put your foot on it. Occupy it. Occupy it. Stand in the middle of it and rule and reign in your realm. There's realms of authority. There's, there's realms of authority in the business world. I've seen, uh, you know, ministers get off on this, but I've seen, that's not their realm of authority, but I've seen people that are authorized in the realm of government. Boy, they walk in it and they, stay, they say, no, it's not going to be that way. And they just take their place. There's realms. Hallelujah. Get good at occupying your realm. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, keep feeding your faith. Keep asking God for answers. How do I take, how do I get into it? How do I, and some of you, uh, God wants to bring you into connections with others who are already walking in it. Amen. And, and, and you learn from them. <laughs> Glory. Well, God's assigned me in the realm of praise and worship. Well, get around people of praise and worship who are further along than you are. Yeah. Well, I, I, got, I got things in me stirring along certain lines of ministry. Get around people with that calling in their, in their lives. Glory to God. They can help you. They can, take, they can bring you along. I'm convinced. I don't mean to keep going on. I'm trying to quit. But I'm convinced. Uh, I, I've been around a block a few times in the ministry. And I'm convinced some ministers are where they are. In other words, limited where they are. is because they're not connected right in the body of Christ. They're not connected right. The impartations, they're not getting impartations they should be getting that would equip them to, with, with, with revelation knowledge or just, just walking in their place uh, and, and, and function and succeed in the realm of their authority. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 John the Baptist said a man can, they were talking about Jesus, a man can't take anything to himself unless it's given to him from heaven. If heaven gives it, though, you've got to turn that around. If heaven gives it, you've got to walk in it with dominion. Walk in it. Walk in it. Take your place. Take your place. Amen. Well, I don't know what my place is. Well, you better find out. Well, why do I have to find out? Because you're going to stand before the throne of grace and have to give an account for it. Glory. Glory, glory. Did I help anybody? No, the Word did, though. The Word helps us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I appreciate Brendan going to praise and I mean, well, in the praise and worship, but going to a camp meeting this week. I appreciate that. He's out there. He's, he's drawing from. I told him, I said, now that's your sign. That's what you're out there for. You're learning about the flow. You learn about the flow. Amen. And some of you have those things in your heart. And that's why. Can you see why now? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Oh, dear Lord. That's what money's for. It's for the plan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So jump in it with both feet. 
Everything else, if this is the assignment for your life, I'm just using him as an example, praise and worship. If this is an assignment for your life, that's the core of, of your whole life. Everything else revolves around that. Amen. Amen. That's how you put first the kingdom of God. You put first your part in it. <laughs> Hallelujah.